Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this here show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 15, The Weight Loss Challenge. What'd you think? A little drawn out at the end there. You like that? I'm adding a special touch to the uh, to the recordings. I think we're going to have to do a new challenge where we drop all the E's on <laughs> the intro. Um, are we going to keep that? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, so I'll just dive right in then and say this web episode is on the weight loss challenge. Yeah. And normally we talk about things that we can become better at on this podcast. Things we're already great at. I mean, that that's not always true. Definitely not Things always true. Things we're so good at that we don't need to get any better at. Like humility, <laughs> I see. Uh, <laughs> no, this time we're going to talk about something that we want to become better at and lay out exactly how we're going to do that. So it's kind of like a before coming better and there will be an after becoming better later. Yeah. And so this is... Both of us have had a pretty crazy few months, um, but with work and the wedding and... We just went on our honeymoon. Which Where is, there was uh, copious amounts of delicious seafood all all around Greece. And cheese and, and wine. Cheese and, and lots olives. of wine. Yeah. All the things that tend to make you gain a little bit of weight. So we both had a little bit of a, a moment a little while ago where we realized... All of our good habits have been disrupted. I know you have actually said that you've gained a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. Have so, you noticed? Yeah. it's not a huge amount of weight but it's kind of like that 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 thing everybody i think a lot of people listening to this and that that are you know always looking to become better at most people have 10 15 even 20 pounds that is attached onto them that they wouldn't mind parting ways with yeah and i think both of us have found ourselves in that category right now i know myself in the past so historically in the last seven years, I've actually dropped a ton of weight in the last seven years. And and I'm in the best shape I've been in in a very long time. Um, And I think in the last six months, some of my habits have been derailed. So I'm still at a weight that I'm happy with. There's definitely room for improvement. But I mean, I think more and more, I'm more concerned about my habits where you're, I think, more concerned about the actual number on the scale. I'm more concerned about uh, having a sexy appearance, you know, because I'm I'm a vain person. No, I'm just kidding. It like it, it's just like I, I want to feel better. I want to look better, and and uh, I want to be better, and 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 that kind of like cuts to the core of uh, of uh, what this podcast is about. And, and it's kind of unfortunate in a way because you know so many people need to lose a few pounds, right? I, I feel like ninety percent of people walking around today could you know have it as a goal of theirs in the back of their mind. It might be far back, but it might be in the back of their mind that they want to. That, that they want to lose a few pounds. And, and it's kind of like, it's easy to become disconnected with the idea that a lot of people are in the same position that you are in. Chances are a lot of our listeners are, or they want to maintain the healthy habits that they have. For sure. And for some people, there are big life events or New Year's, for example, like big calendar events that encourage people to reflect and think about what they would want to change. For us, it took, I guess, a honeymoon and and some pretty big life changes. (laughs) We're married now and we've pooled all of our finances and there's a whole bunch of changes. And I think this is just the next step in, in, in things we want to improve. Yeah. So today, 
Uh, as we record this, it's October 16th, but this episode will come out on October 22nd. And between the days, we, we already have an episode mapped out in the future for this podcast that, that everybody has to look forward to. Uh, so you can count down the days until January 14th, where we will go through the results of this particular experiment. Uh, so between the days, how many weeks is that? That's 13 weeks, I, I believe. Yes, that's almost exactly 13 weeks, a little over that. So what are your goals for these 13 weeks? So for me, it's not quite as precise as I want to lose a pound and a half a week because in past experiences where I have lost weight, I hated a weekly goal because I find it really frustrating because your weight is not a linear thing, right? There'll be weeks where you lose three, there'll be weeks where you lose none. And I just yeah. hate narrowing it down to a weekly time frame. So I'm not going to say I want to lose a pound a week. That's annoying. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I I think my if we're going to put a number on it, I want to lose 10 pounds before January 14th, which nice. is not a ton, but it is quite a lot for me right now where I'm at. You're I'm, a tiny person. I, You're short. So I am very short. I'm 5'3 right now. I fluctuate. So I hate putting down a specific weight number because that is just so not reflective of how weight works because everybody's weight bounces on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, you can have as well two people. One person weighs 160 pounds. The second person weighs 160 pounds. The first person is a, a muscle builder and the second person just eats Cheetos all day. Exactly. So I know right now I bounce between 137 and 140 Oh, you're giving regularly. out numbers on the podcast. Yeah, why not? I yeah. mean, let's be really accountable. We've talked about accountability before, <laughs> so I'll, I'll put it you're out there You're accountable to all the listeners of becoming better now. Yeah. So, I mean, I bounce between 137 and 140, which is a normal weight. Um, my body composition is, I, I'm happy with, I, I feel good yeah. 90% of the time, but lately I I'm have been feeling- I'm intimidated by your biceps. <laughs> what biceps? Um, but I have been feeling just a little less- good about my workout habits yeah. so i think not i want to, I, the the pounds thing will be just a kind of perfor, peripheral goal yeah but the main goal i want is really just to get back into my habits i have good habits because in the past i've had to revamp all of them i, I have good habits with working out and eating normally but they've all been disrupted so what i want to do is mostly focus on getting back to my normal eating habits and my my normal exercise routines yeah so there have been these three essentially life events, right? The honeymoon, uh, the work that, that you had to travel around and the honey and the, uh, and the wedding, all, all of which threw both of our habits up in the air and all of them kind of fell to the ground now. And then we're kind of picking up and assembling the pieces. Yeah. So I think it might be a little helpful to specifically say what habits fell apart. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was in Zimbabwe for a few weeks and then we, I was in Alberta and then I was, traveling for, I think, a whole month in a row. And then when I came back and we were immediately getting married and then I came... Immediately. Immediately. And then right (laughs) after that, I had a crazy month of work where I really honestly did work like 10 hours a day, seven hours a week, seven days a week on on average, right? Um, And so it was a really crazy month. And then we went on our honeymoon. And so I have been (laughs) eating between meals, which is something that I've been like traditionally really good at avoiding sugar has entered into my diet again, which is something I'm really not comfortable with. Um, And I've been just eating things that I'm not normally used to eating. Like I'll be craving 
um, chocolate, which is something I never crave. And I've also been um, just working out less. I hadn't gone for a run in over a month and a half, which is something that I've never gone that long without running before. So this is, these are just, well, or since I used to be 170 pounds way back before I met you. Um, So these are just things that I'm not comfortable with that have changed and I want to get back on track. Yeah. And piecing together why uh, I put on this little, these two little handles. Are you going to go out with numbers? Yeah, I'll I'll come out with some numbers. I'll I'll show my numbers. I'm at 190 right now. And I usually hover at around 180. And so I'm 10 pounds heavier than I than I usually am, but I'm about 20 pounds heavier than I would like to be. And so there's kind of a a plateau that I usually have at around 180 that I intend on breaking through uh, in order to get to 170 by, what was the date again? It was um, January 14th. 14th. I'm looking around at the whiteboard in the office here. And and looking at the things that contributed, like the the travel has been awesome. I I love traveling around to give talks. Uh, The honeymoon, I mean, guys, it was amazing. Uh, all, all these different experiences. The wedding, you know, one of maybe the best day of my life. I hope um, so. Besides, apart from, of course, the day that we got Edward, the, the turtle who joins us here in the office. And, uh, but, but, you know, around these things, I've had to, to shape my work. And so I've still had book deadlines. I have a book deadline coming up on November 8th that has been causing me stress because it's a deadline. Of course. Um, I, I've had the travel all around the these different engagements that's been for work that I enjoy, but still that has caused demands on my time nonetheless. And so one of the negative coping mechanisms, and this is something that I identify in myself that I need to get better at, is I have negative coping mechanisms that I turn to through periods of stress, the main one being overeating. And so, you know, it's it's nothing for me to order a lot of sushi or Indian food, especially if I'm traveling and there's butter chicken available or four servings of the mandarin yeah the mandarin the uh, the classic uh, chinese i think it's chinese probably only in canada restaurant uh, but that uh, that i tend to turn turn to and they have very good uh, general Tso's chicken, I, I must say, but, but that's this because naked, it's covered in sugar. It's because it's covered in sugar and fat and salt, and so we crave it because everything we crave is what we uh, are wired to crave, but just taken up to the extreme. And so, the, these are the things to get from one eighty or one ninety rather to one seventy. Uh, for you, one forty to one thirty, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, within a ballpark of four pounds on the lower and upper bound. Yeah, so it's not entirely fair because I have to lose double the weight that you do. But you're still. also bigger than me, <laughs> I, I and am much my bigger. habits are much better. Yeah. I I think I've also. <laughs> I've had a lot of progress in this in the past few years anyway, right? So in, yeah. in first... You I, have, yeah. when you When you say that coping food is a coping mechanism for you, this is something I've struggled with or had struggled with for a really long time. And in first and second year of university, I think I gained, after high school, about 30 pounds, which is just crazy. And it was all because of food. Like I was still Negative running po- and still... coping act- mechanism? Exactly. Yeah. I was eating just so much and so many baked goods in particular. What was your go-to baked good? Tim Hortons cinnamon oh, rolls, man. which is those are pretty both tasty the most and, and least Canadian thing ever because it's from Tim Hortons, but it's a cinnamon roll, so it's not Canadian mm-hmm. at all. What are cinnamon rolls? What uh, nationality? I actually have no Do idea. Do they have one? I don't know, but they were good and they get, made me gain like 30 pounds in first year. So that was... Uh, oh, and then when we met, I we... 
I, I said this was something I wanted to address. And with your help, I ended up losing almost all of that. So that was really, really helpful. And I got back down to about 140, which is a, a level I've been at pretty comfortably for a long time. Yeah. But then in grad school, again, major life changes. I moved and I was starting my master's and that was insanely difficult. And on top of that, I was working a ton. So that was just a really disruptive year. And again, I turned to food to, as a comfort and I was just eating all the cheese in the whole world, it seemed. And then <laughs> when I started the PhD though, that was when I kind of reassessed. And that's when I also had no social life because we moved to a new city and you were yeah. gone a lot. So I just ran all the time and ate really well. And I ended up losing all that weight again. So I was yeah. back down to a, a normal 130, 135 to 140 level. And then in the last few months, things have gone back up to the higher of the 140 side or 140-ish yeah. side. So yeah. yeah. Time to break through that floor again. Yeah. So So there are a few ways that we intend on doing this. And I think... You know, something that you touched on a little bit is the awareness that we need in order to uh, create these habits and create these routines for ourselves. Because if you look at the big disruptors that we face in our lives, and I'm sure most people listening to the pod, if, if they have habits that they like, whether it's an exercise routine, a meditation routine, a, a good uh, situation with food, usually the times that this goes to, to crap are, are when we're going through these big life changes and everything is, you know, all the change is obscuring uh, our awareness of how we're acting towards a daily basis. So we just kind of try to keep up. And, and so the first main area that we're turning to is uh, definitely accountability and awareness. Yeah, for sure. So I know you have a couple of people that you're doing this with, myself yeah. included. Yeah, one of them is you and another one is my my good pal David Sparks. He's actually a, a fellow podcaster. It might might even be fun to have him on the show to chat about uh, the ways the two of us. He, he hosts a, a very nerdy podcast called Mac Power Users, uh, as well as another podcast called Focused uh, with Mike Schmitz and, and, and Stephen Hackett is what Mac, what Mac Power Users is with. And we're both nerds about this stuff. We love numbers. And so we're keeping each other accountable by recording what we eat in an app called MyFitnessPal. And we're also you know doing this as a couple as well. My, my fitness pal, I should mention, you know, tracking how many calories you eat every day, it's kind of a weird measure with regard to uh, your overall nutritional health because you could eat uh, 1,500 calories a day of carrots and beets and, and good proteins and eggs and, and great food for your body, or you could eat all chicken nuggets from McDonald's and still get to that 1,500 calorie total and your body will react differently. Yeah. And these kinds of apps, I mean, reducing it to calories in, calories out totally overlooks the timing of when you eat, mm -hmm. which also has a huge, huge impact. I mean, all of the work from like the obesity code and Jason Fung's work. Yeah. I think I got his name right. Yeah. Um, but correct. all of his work is, it, it's all about that, right? And the timing of when you eat is almost just as important, if not more important than what you actually eat, right? So mm -hmm. reducing it to calories in, calories out is the kind of shortcut to, yeah. to health. I mean, that's never going to tell you how you're going to lose weight. It's very surface level. Yeah, but it is a good just way to track and be accountable. Yeah. And, and it's for me to not overeat. Because, you know, what one of the, the those negative coping mechanisms, it'll totally disable because if I have to log a 2,000 calorie meal from the Mandarin, it, that's going to really deter me from, from doing that in the first place. That's good because I hate the Mandarin. So. You signed up for my fitness pal as well. I did. I mean, it's kind of nice to just have... I mean, this is something I've done so many times, recording my food that it's not... 
It's something I, I'm very familiar with. I know how much I eat and it's something I think about even when I'm not tracking my food. So this is not something that's going to be terribly difficult for me, but it's kind of nice to have somebody else reading it. I've never yeah. had it where I've never actually done this where another person was on the other side watching everything <laughs> that I work or I ate or, or, or worked out. That sounds creepier than it is. It's just nice to have somebody that will see all of these updates when I add them. So that's kind of a nice change. Yeah. And we're also doing stuff as a couple, especially with regard to working out. Yeah. So that's new. So we're going, we run together and we'll do yoga together or at least hold each other accountable when I say I'm going to go to yoga you know that I'm supposed to go to yoga. Um, it's just nice to have somebody on, on board. Yeah, we also have alerts set up for the Apple Watch, which we both use, which uh, David uses as well, so that we can see when, when each other works out. And so you can get alerts from me if I happen to do yoga right in the middle of the day as, say, a lunch break, and you're at work, you get a little push notification to your wrist that says that I did so. Yep, these are the only notifications I actually get on my watch yeah. are, are workout notifications. So that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. And yeah, doing this as a couple is kind of nice because also our, our eating habits are so tied together. I mean, now it just seems that all of the food in our house is just healthier and <laughs> and, and we do seem to be eating together a little bit more in the last like three days since yeah, we started. But which has been awesome. It, has, it is nice. Yeah, and, uh, and I think this is something that is worth mentioning that if you have a partner that you live with, and you try to change all your habits overnight, you're still in the same environment. Your partner is still buying the same food. They're probably still eating the same meals. And, and so it's worth asking them, hey, do you want to get on board with me? You, you know, I, I'm planning on losing 10, 15, 20 pounds. And I'd like some uh, accountability during that process. Yeah, it's really hard to say no when your roommate or now husband wants to order pizza when you get home from work. So <laughs> it's nice to be doing this with you for sure. Yeah. And, and so that kind of leads us to the second area that we're looking at in addition to accountability, uh, which involves a bit of tracking like with the with my fitness pal with the Apple Watch. There are some other ways that we're tracking um, just how much weight we're losing and, and our weight over time as well. One of them is before and after pictures. We haven't taken those yet, but we're going to do it tomorrow morning. Yeah, for sure. It's just a nice thing to look back on and see if you can actually see a change. I'm sure for you, you will because you lose weight really quickly, but and gain it very and quickly. gain it really quickly. So we'll see. We'll see how that looks. But it's just a nice added thing to be able to compare. Yeah. And then um, in terms, we also have a Wything scale that we use pretty regularly, and it also tracks our body composition. So it tracks your body po- uh, fat percentage and that's something nice that you can get on every day and see progress or or no progress and that goes to that 160 pound fella who's made a muscle versus the one who eats only cheetos this scale the Withings is the company that makes it w-i-t-h-i-n-g-s and it's a smart scale so it connects to the internet you can look at your weight over time on your phone so i've i have weight going back to i believe uh 2013 either 2013 or 2010 i forget which one but i can see see how my weight fluctuates over time. I can see that around 170 is a floor uh, that I have trouble sticking to. So, so I need some extra accountability um, uh, for that. And it's, it's a wonderful scale. It's, I think it's a couple hundred dollars uh, US and it does track these more detailed measurements. Not as detailed as, as you'd get from a professional scan, but in terms of relative measurements, how your body uh, mass breakdown changes over time, how much fat you have, how much muscle you have, it's incredibly helpful. Yeah. And I think for me, that's always been the most reassuring measure, actually, because the actual weight, I, my weight on a day-to-day basis changes three or four pounds. So, yeah. I mean, 
I really hate talking about an actual weight number. That's something I just over the few last few years is something I don't think about at all. Yeah. Um, but the body fat percentage, knowing a trend and like a, a rough area where I am on on that on that dimension is something I really like. And now I'm in like an acceptable range for for, <laughs> for female body your, fat percentage. For and, someone your small that, height, that's a nice. It's just a much. For me, it feels like a much more tangible uh, metric. The nice thing about the scale is the application. It doesn't show you this roller coaster line of how your weight changes over time. It gives you a moving trend line. And so you can see from your past 10 measurements, if you're trending downwards or trending upwards overall, and as you zoom in and out, you get that. And so that trend line is one thing that I'm uh, really actively tracking. And so between this podcast going out and January whatever whatever. Um, you know, I have a trend line going from those two dates. It's a linear trend line going from, uh, you know, fr- from the, the top measurement to the downward measurement. And so I can track how my weight changes over time relative to that trend line. And so there will be holidays o- over the course of this experiment. And, and so if I'm below that trend line of how much weight I need to lose by that day, uh, I can indulge a little bit because I'm, I know I'm moving in the right direction still and I can write the ship after. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good kind of segue into the next thing I wanted to mention, which was anticipating obstacles. So the whole reason we're reassessing all of these habits is because we've had a pretty disruptive few months. And we also have a pretty disruptive few months coming up. I mean, I feel like this is not an exception, actually. This is just the way our lives are. Every few months uh, (laughs) worth of time is disruptive to everybody in the world, probably. I mean, that's one of Laura Laura Vanderkam's points. In one of her books, she talks about how everybody thinks a week is unusual because, oh, this week was weird because my hot water heater broke or this week was weird because our pet was away or whatever. And everybody (laughs) always has a weird week when they actually think about that specific week. So no week is average, just like no three months are average. So in the next three months, I know you're you're traveling quite a lot. You also have a book launch coming out. I'm traveling a lot. I'm going to East Africa probably uh, at some point. Um, a book and due date, I, a book I should say, date. in case yeah, sorry. people Ooh, expect Sorry, something. not a book launch, book due date. Um, and, and, and there's also the Christmas holidays. We just had Thanksgiving because we're in Canada. So we don't have Thanksgiving and Christmas to deal with, but just Christmas is enough. Yeah. And so I think if I could go back in time for these past few months before I gained these two little love handles, not big love handles, but little love handles. Lovable love handles. Lovable love handles. Maybe I don't want to get rid of them after all. Um, (laughs) This is one thing that I would do differently is I would look at the time that is forthcoming and think what obstacles are Uh, going to impede these goals? What obstacles are going to make me gain weight? Which ones are going to cause me stress? How can I get ahead of them? Yeah, I think that's good. And back to the lovable love handles thing, just to be clear, I still think you look really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, just just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think this is good. I think I I love this anticipating obstacles thing. For me, this is, is big because in the next few months, there's a lot happening. Yes, and, and and you know there are a couple of resources that we're turning to uh, to to help us with this challenge. Michael Greger, uh, who wrote How Not to Die, probably the best food book of all time. Uh, I plan on rereading that book just to solidify these good food habits. He essentially breaks down. I, I think it's the ten most common sources of death uh, in humanity, and he looks at what are the foods that are scientifically proven to help combat these 
diseases and these ailments. And so that's a good one to turn to. And he's actually got a new book, How Not to Diet, uh, coming out. So that he just added a T to the to the first so book's clever. name. Genius. Genius. Um, <laughs> and so that's coming out soon. That, that'll help as well. Uh, Atomic Habits is another resource that we're, that we're turning to in terms of forming new habits. Stretch Goal have Michael Greger and uh, and James Clear on the podcast. Maybe we can see if we can make that happen. But but um, you know these these are all things that we're turning to, anticipating obstacles, uh, tracking what we're doing, and having that accountability on top of that should set us up to to be successful. Should yeah. We'll so see. if you're listening to Becoming Better and you want to join us in this challenge, shoot me off an email and, and you know, maybe send, send Arden and I an email, chris at alifeofproductivity.com and Arden at alifeofproductivity.com. Maybe saying when you're listening to the episode, how many pounds you plan on losing by January, I'm going to turn around, January 14th, and how you plan on doing so, how you plan on getting that accountability, how you plan on tracking your way to get there, and any obstacles that might arise during that time as well. You know, find that workout buddy, find a way to track things, find the obstacles that will get in the way of your progress. We might not have the time to respond to everybody that emails, maybe we will, Um, but, uh, but we'll give you that extra layer of accountability. And and when that next episode comes out on January 14th, not the next one, but the follow-up episode to this one, uh, let us know how it goes. You know, join in on this challenge with us. Yeah, it's exciting. So finishing up, becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode of the podcast. We hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you in a couple of Tuesdays. Bye. 